Florida man arrested for allegedly sucking elderly patients' toes. I mean, allegedly, because, you know, Well, they surely... have to say allegedly, right? Well, they didn't in any of the others. They just kind of, like, put it out there. It's like everyone's guilty. All Florida men are guilty until proven innocent. <laughs> Welcome to Browsers with Friends. I am your host, Jane Street. Uh, This is the podcast where I get myself a friend. I then ask them to open up their internet browser history and have a little look and see what they've been browsing on the internet, ask them some questions, have a conversation all around that. This week, I have got my friend Stu McKinley on the call. He is beaming in all the way from Kent in the UK. Uh, We're going to have a little bit of a pre-browse drink kind of chat at the start and then uh, jump onto some browser history. Hope you enjoy it. I reckon that... um since you've got a glass of wine, I should really quickly get a drink as well. Yeah, absolutely. Please do. Yep. Okay. I'll be back in like 68 seconds. Okay, cool. I'll um, quickly time you and I'm going to take eight seconds to open my timer because I'm bloody a failure at phone usage. <laughs> okay. You're making, I feel like you're making drink sounds. I don't even know if you can hear me, but I like the idea that you poured ice into a cup. There's tinkling around like I think you might make a cocktail. All right, just in case you're following on the clock along me, which I can already see it, it's now just about to hit 50 seconds. <gasps> so close. That sounds like rushing footsteps. <gasps> Stirring. Oh my God, he's making actual martini. Is that what's happening? I love it. Okay, he's taken way longer than the time was allocated, but you know what? I'm into it. You took um, 3.20 on, like, by the time I got my time of working. Oh. But that's all right. What did you? What have you got? What do you present to us? I got a martini. Martini. I was like, 100% you're making a martini. Amazing. Cheers, mate. Cheers. All right. Yum. Yum. Can I just ask you, uh, just how are you? I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've never been happier, to be honest. Like, we loved the lockdown. It was, like, super stressful for us, you know, in regards to the business and our personal finances and stuff. But Frither and I just, like, absolutely loved the time hanging out together and stuff. And it's really yeah, changed cool. our perception on what we want out of life and things cool yeah our relationship's like amazing she's been away for three almost three months she's yeah she came back. back to new zealand right yeah 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 so her stepmom passed away and um she had to go back for that so we're like we're really missing each other but um but we're just like you know so excited to see each other again and yeah, yeah cool. it's, it's been good for the kids to have her away for quite a while and not rely on her too much and good for her to kind of like experience her own time and things as well cool. uh, and great to hang out with her dad her and her dad have got like the best sort of parent-child relationship i've ever seen from anyone she's like really really good friends with them and they get on really well so yeah and it's obviously a super tough time for him she's got yeah, um, yeah so her stepmom was only 57 as well so really young to pass super away young. it was like a really short from diagnosis to death was like three months so it's Shit. been really traumatic. And then did she have to go through the like MIQ booking, can't yep. come back until you've got yeah. a place, you've really got to like, that's so tough. Yeah, I uh, know. And then she got emergency place, which was good. And then, you know, obviously she was only out of, out of MIQ for like a week and a half and then lockdown for three right. weeks or whatever. So yeah, that's a bummer after having gone through it for 18, 18 months. Yeah. She's in Welly though, eh? Is she in Welly? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, cool. At least she's not here in Auckland where yep. we're still. In lockdown, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, she's seen lots of friends now, and yeah, so she's. Could she wouldn't? When's the last time she was back? Because you guys didn't come back together, eh? Last time you just came back. No, she was back two years ago. She was back with two of our boys. Oh, cool. It's still a while though, eh? Yeah, yeah. She'll go every year now that you know her dad really needs her. So cool. Yeah. Well, like not not cool, but awesome that you can do that. Yeah, yeah. He's he's in his late sixties. 
now or something. So he probably, you know, it's going to take him a few years to recover. He, I mean, he always would have thought that he was going to die before his partner. They've got like kids in their early 20s or like 19 and 21 or something. Wow. So yeah, it's like a big, you know, really, really big deal for him. So um, for all it's of quite us, a trip, eh? That kind of when life throws you a little bit of like an unexpected, oh, mm. you thought it was going to go like this? And it's like, no, nah, dude. And I mean, levels of that, right? Like life yeah. and death. Yeah. It's just yeah. normal. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. I thought I was going to, I don't know, be a fashion designer when I grow up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But you know what it's like, you know, to go through, it's probably still, you know, relatively raw for you, like the feeling of, you know, yeah. losing, you know, a very close family member and how that comes in waves over you as well, you know. Totally. Um, he's, you know, he's got a long way to go. It's only been... And especially if they're in like even. a quite a tight relationship where, you know, they're actually like uh, like codependent, I guess, as well. Yeah, well, he, he he's just been saying it for that. Um, he kind of realised he had neglected a lot of his friends over the last 20 years or so because a lot of their socialising was around her friends and stuff. And because he's, although he's in his late 60s, um, he's about 67 or something. He was very young when Fritha was born. Um, yeah. He was only like 20 or 21. Um, he's He spends a lot of time hanging out with younger people. So because he's in bands and he's a like guitar maker and he's in lots cool. of bands. And, his band, I think everyone in his band, you know, the combined age of the other four people is not much more than him. It's, wow. Um, you know, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, cool. He must be like the old rat dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's super cool. And um, and he feels like an old person, but he's um, in many ways, you know, but he's, yeah, uh, yeah he's, he's really lovely. I like him a lot. Everyone does. He's kind of like just, cool. yeah, he's well loved by, by loads of people. And so I think the people he loves spending time with now at the moment, you know, are his band because... They're all young. They're really like caring and stuff, and they're a bit, cool. you know, younger people tend to be a little more emotionally available and open. Yeah, times have changed, right? Yeah, yeah. A little bit, like not all the time. I've still, I know people that are like emotionally not available. <laughs> no, <laughs> but you know, like know. times yeah. have definitely. No, no, no. But you know what I mean? Like the ability to have a conversation about it and all that kind of stuff has really like opened up, which is. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Whereas my dad is like definitely. I would say he's not very emotionally available. He's like, oh yeah, yes, same. I suppose. I suppose that's something rather. And you're like, mm, yes. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. I'm the person to yeah. unpack that with but we can try <laughs> no no yeah no. my dad's the same he is like zero emotional availability yeah. but he's 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 great in his own way you know mm. like um he's a product of his environment and totally i love him a lot but i'm, I'm definitely my mum's son in that regard you know like i'm i'm willing to have big heavy conversations and yeah make myself emotionally available and to like fall in love with people and want to hug them and all that kind of yeah, stuff yeah which and is dad, so interesting I, eh? I mean we can talk about this because we're like i don't know living some wild time not like well man i shouldn't say wild times we've just <laughs> We yeah. made some person feel uncomfortable when they had their own headphones on on a train because we laughed too mm. much. Yeah. <laughs> We spread the love with people. It's lovely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good. I love um, that you also have olives as a garnish and a martini. I feel like that's what I want. Except sometimes if I have the option, if someone can give me like a little twist and an olive, I'll ask because I'm greedy and I mm. just, I'm, I don't know what I want. Yeah, I like that idea as well. I've been having like some nice in-depth conversations about martini techniques with um, Ellie, you know, XLBQ. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah, we talk about them a lot on um, Instagram because like she posts pictures of her ones and I post pictures of mine. And- ah, cool. Cool. Like we're both really into them, so we're talking about little all sorts of different techniques and yeah. What do you are you rocking a vodka martini or gin martini? What's your vibe? Gin, it's always gin for me. Yeah, thank I don't God. think I've ever had a I vodka mean, sorry, one. Yeah. I don't mean thank yeah. God. I mean I agree personally. That's for me. 
if you yeah. want a vodka martini yeah. out there, folks, you do you. But gin for me, yeah. muy bien. <laughs> yeah. Gin for me. I kind of like a combination of sweet and dry vermouth, but I only have sweet at the moment. I, I have like this uh, elderflower kind of infused vermouth. It's like from Mount Edward. All right, Mount Edward Winery. Yes, yeah. they do a wee vermouth. Wow. Oh, to be nice. honest, I'm, if I remember and slash like whatever the fuck I'm up to, if I'm over, I'll, I'll put some in my suitcase for you. Oh, excellent. I usually prefer just a kind of pretty classic martini with some olives, but with yeah. the, because I only have sweet vermouth at the moment, I'm doing the dirty martini because I think it just adds a little bit yeah. more, which I don't normally have. Usually Frither will be dirty martini and I'm just like classic, yeah. Yeah, I think if it's too sweet, it's like a bit, I don't know, you just need something else, eh? Hmm. A briny to make the... Yeah, around sort of, I don't know, three or four nights a week we'll have a martini. So, um, we're, Excellent. We're right Shit, into, dude, I yeah. look forward to coming to stay. Tequila shots yeah, and martinis, so we're going to be living our lives. <laughs> it's definitely cocktail, cocktail every night in this house, yeah. I was quite pissed, to be honest. On my, like, not pissed, I was aggravated, perhaps, on yeah. my birthday because we couldn't buy any Campari because it's fucking sold out in level four what? lockdown. Well, yeah. just the places that we went to buy it from. Is it just your birthday, like, recently? Yeah, like, 5th of September was me. I turned 30 whole years old. Congratulations, that's amazing. Yeah, I know, I made it. 30s is, like, such a great decade. Well, yeah. so far it's been a very weird time. That's yeah, amazing. yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> no, you've still got 10 whole years to, you know, enjoy it. Yeah. I loved my 30s. Like, I loved every decade, really. Yeah, like, I, I feel really like did. you're very yeah, I'm getting happier and happier, and I'm like wondering when I'm going to grow up. Oh my god, I love it! I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to be like 70 years old and be thinking, when am I going to grow up? Yeah, I know. And then all of a sudden, you'll be like, fuck, am I supposed to be inside that box? Shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, we will have invented some kind of magic before then, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I'll live that old, but I'll, um, I'm definitely having a good time on the way there. To be honest, if you keep drinking mm. martinis, you just pickle yourself. You'll be preserved. Yeah, totally. One of my dad, his like man friend, his mother is, I want to say, 104. Wow. She rocks the sherry every yeah. night, a couple of glasses of sherry, and she is still going for it. She's still yeah. walking about sure. with her own little, like I don't know how far she's maneuvering, but she's... Lovely, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I love Sherry. Sherry's great. Yeah, Sherry's yeah. so good. But 104 yeah. is quite a long time to be alive. It is, yeah. Yeah, I'll be happy if I'm 104 and still having a martini every day. That'd be great. Welcome to Browsers with Friends. I have got Stuart McKinley on the call. You've already been hearing his voice a little bit, um, but full disclosure, I totally forgot to do a little bit of an intro in the middle of us having a conversation. So what's going to happen here is I'm going to tell you a little bit about Stu, and then he's going to carry on telling you a little yarn about his life, which is kind of just where it cut, and it just actually worked out really well. But really, the main facts you need to know is that he is a Wellington born and bred, but did uh, move to the UK in about 2015. He lives there with his lovely wife, Britha, and they've got three beautiful boys. Um, he is uh, one half of the Yeasty Boys, if that is uh, something you're familiar with. They kind of help pioneer some craft beer in New Zealand. And now they're kicking it in the UK and smashing some really awesome collabs and making some great beers over there. Uh, but otherwise, Stu McKinley, wonderful man. Hope you enjoy uh, hearing a bit more about what he's been talking like looking at on the internet, etc, etc. In our family, there was like a um, just a one-liner saying that my parents said all the time, you're a long time dead, which is, you know, kind of like the on the vibe of make the most of every single day because you're a long time dead. You know, you're oh. dead for millions of years, but you're only alive for, for a short period of time. I and like it's, that. Uh, it's my life philosophy, really, you know, make the most of it. And I've I got like it. loads of, you know, I've got loads of little stories about you and I, like <laughs> meeting and hanging out stuff that I can like, you know, trace back to that. So I feel like we're... <laughs> We're kind of like soulmates in that regard. Yeah, I think 
you meet people who are on that similar energy and vibe and just live every day and some people like you're like you express it like externally as well whereas for me it's kind of like quite often internal and a lot of people I meet think that I'm super serious and maybe a bit straight and maybe I remember like a couple of people I met in my like late teens and early 20s who thought I was like really arrogant and then they got to know me they're like oh my god you're like the opposite of what I thought but you've got this kind of like bitchy resting face kind of persona or something and then all of a sudden I realized you're like mad as fuck and uh, you're up for anything and you're having the best time you're just not like kind of expressing <laughs> it like that's so funny and I love that you think that about me because I'm really like I'm like a long time dead but I'm also like very boring like when I sleep I'm asleep mate me too like I Alive. never ever remember my dreams or anything I'm like just, I have a lot of daydreams so I think I just don't need to dream I always said like I never had a wet dream because I masturbate so much so it's like <laughs> I think it's the same with dreaming. I don't, I don't dream because I dream so much during the day. You know, I'm a daydreamer, not a night That's dreamer. cool. That makes me feel like you get a lot of quality sleep. Oh, it's the best sleep, yeah. Or are you quite organized? Like, I mean. No, I'm really disorganized. But No, 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 no. I mean, I mean like in your like shit you need to sort out like in your mind, kind of organized, not like in your life. Like, fuck it. Don't worry about your cupboards and everything. No, are no, you... I'm just kind of like, I don't know, just stuff. As soon as I like hop into bed, I just like go into sleepy mode. And like, honestly, I'm like a baby with like, who's just had a big bottle and I'm like, <laughs> Off to sleep. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, yeah, I could sleep absolutely anywhere. I've always said, like, if if I could represent my country in one thing, it would be sleeping without a doubt. <laughs> Like when I want to, I go to go to sleep, but I can also stay awake for days. Like 24 hours, I can stay awake all night. I'm always the last one to bed, but I always have the best sleep. And I feel a little bit guilty because like so many of my friends are like insomniacs or just have, you know, all sorts of anxiety issues around sleep and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, to be honest, have gained more of those later in life and I don't know what I've done, but I need to go back to that. I used to be able to be like, snap, sleep, time for you to go. I could like neck an energy drink and go to bed. Me too, yeah. 10 coffees. Yeah. You remember when like, sorry, you, I might still be in your life I'm not sure but when the vodka Red Bulls and you'd be going out and you'd be vodka Red Bull boom 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 go home yep. nap straight away not a problem now yep, I'd too. be fucking fucked <laughs> yeah well I'm just like sometimes I'm surprised you ever sleep you like it's like you fell into a vat of Red Bull when you're a kid or something yeah you've got like energy <laughs> So you say this, right? And one of yeah. like the things that I learned on my birthday was so I was supposed to have a birthday where it was like, you know, people could hang out and touch each other. And then uh, we went yeah. into COVID lockdown, so no more touching. So I had to convert it to Zoom. Yeah, yes, yeah. that, exactly that. Cheers. Sad, but also, you know, it's what you've got to do. Um, and then yeah. every time everyone came into a call, it was like, how do you know Jane? Like, what's your thing? And there's my friend Pete came in and he... Um, yeah, yeah, I know Pete. He was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, Jane lived with me for a little while. She like lived here while my flatmate was, you know, over sees doing some stuff he said living with Jane I realised that she's she's actually just a normal person like even though yeah. you like meet her and you think that she's not normal she actually yeah. and then my then my actual flatmate currently was like yeah I concur this is something like living with Jane she's actually just a normal person and yeah. that's what I learned on my birthday that people don't think I'm normal until they live with me and then they're like oh yeah she's just she's yeah. normal she has downtime and stuff yeah <laughs> oh man you should do another podcast living with Jane <laughs> <laughs> oh my god interview everyone you've ever lived with like family members like friends flatmates i think there's yeah there's some flatmates that would be interesting with these other flatmates i don't know if it would go so well to be honest you could also i could segue into this we haven't even talked about any stuff yet but like i could segue into yeah. this and like go so tell me about your fourth flatmate ever and you'd have to like file yeah. back into your personal brain file effects and see who that was yeah 
Yeah. Well, I had like my first flat had five flatmates in. So do I go alphabetical order or? Just in order of when you meet them. All right. So oh, my first flat, Joe McNamee, I lived with, I knew him when I was about 12. So that's fine. Um, Brad Owen, I met when I was about 15 or 16. Sam, who started Yeasty Boys with. Oh, yo. Uh, oh, was he in your I first flat? That's so cool. Yeah. I met him when I was about 18. Who else was in there? Titch. I met her probably after Sam, I think. So that's. So that's your fourth flat, mate. Vicky Mullen, five. I met her after Sam I think as well so it would be Titch or Vicky Patricia or Vicky one of them yeah Patricia from Wainui Mata Titch from one of the biggest families in New Zealand actually <gasps> how big 17 kids I think wow yeah how do they record this biggest family in New Zealand statistic I could work it out because her mum was pregnant for nine years all up so 184 nine years 108 sorry 108 divided by nine 12 oh that's only 12 kids um oh, i don't know no but like also just um is there a stand down period what do you once mean once you once you've ejected a, a soul can you bring a new one inside or is it like but also you can have a twin I mean, yeah i think there were no twins um <gasps> here we go no brian way and... 29 kids is it that family no no it's not are you sure because brian and and what and it says 29 kids oh here we go after 60 years of wedding plus 17 children of their own and a dozen foster kids okay that's 29 though isn't it Shit. I feel like we probably should start talking about some of this browser history because I think that's supposed to be the point if you're okay with it, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, sure. The first thing that's really taken my uh, mind is I just wanted to ask you about what, A, what is your preferred browser of choice? Sorry, that was a question. It sounded like a statement. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so A, uh, my preferred browser of choice is Chrome on my Chromebook, which I use for most of my kind of like, you know, general work activity. I use Safari on my iPhone. Wonderful. Yeah, I try like, you know, the one where every time you open a search, it plants a tree or something. But it was just shit. I'm so shit. So that's so um thoughtful though. It is. Every yeah, time you, you search know, it plants a tree. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Who pays for that? Oh, I don't know. People who advertise, I guess. But this it was just so crappy because you um you search you go and search on like You're waiting Chrome for the tree or, to be planted before your search can load. No, Sorry. It was <laughs> just like no good results came back. Yeah. There's like only like <laughs> half the internet had signed up for it. Oh, okay. Well I feel like I'd like to champion that if I can figure it out somehow. Maybe. Yeah, you'll be able to search. If you search it on Google, you'll find it. But if you search it on their own search engine, you won't. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it was so bad. Mainly the first thing that really caught my eye when you opened up your just your general history was, I think you've just typed into your search bar here, ProTrack. What's happening? Yeah, also this morning we were talking about, uh, we were actually on a work call. Two people, for some reason, had rollers and they were kind of like waving them around for some reason. <laughs> and I don't. We said, I've got a protractor, and then someone was like, oh, yeah, you know, you can draw circles or something. And then we sort of had a debate over what a protractor actually was, and I was thinking that it was the thing where you, you know, measure your angles, you know, at school or whatever. You know, the half circle. Yeah, it's a half circle, right? Yeah. Because yeah. a compass is the one that's a full circle. Well, the compass is like the army thing like that, you know, that. Yeah, scissory boy. Yeah, yeah, you put your pencil <laughs> on one side and you kind of like. And it's got know. a stabby bit that you can use to yeah. stab many things if you need yeah. to, or you can also use it really good for etching your name into whatever desk you're on. Desk, yeah, yeah, totally. Jane Street, 2000, in like year five. <laughs> I had to check. I had to check that I'd got the right word because, you know, I haven't talked about a protractor for, I don't know, like 27, eight, 28 years or something. 28, maybe no longer because it was probably like, I was probably 16 the last time I used a protractor or a compass or something. So how have you been drawing your circles previously? I mostly hand draw them. And obviously, like, I love using like MS Paint to draw circles these days in <laughs> modern age. <laughs> What about like, can you do it with like a string, a pen, like something in a, a 
a string? Definitely, yeah. You can do it with a piece of string, yeah. You just got to be careful because if it'll be a bit wonky if you like, unless you tie the string so that it's like, you know, like going to move, you go. But if it wraps around, then you're going to do concentric oh, circles. Oh, got it. More and smaller. It's like more, more of a spiral vibe. Yeah. But do you know what the protractor can tell you? The angle of your circle. Tell you an angle of a circle. It can only tell you the angle of an angle, not a circle. Um, from the protractor thing we were talking the other day, I was out with one of Frith's friends going to a gig, Martha Wainwright, and I looked at the map as we were walking and I said to her, oh, this is weird. It's taking us down the like opposite and adjacent angles rather than the hypotenuse. And she just looked at me like, <laughs> what the fuck? I realized that we were, um, you know, probably on different wavelengths in that regard. I was, what I should have said is that there's a quicker way to go than the way that it's trying to tell us to go. That is, I think, called usually insider knowledge, right? Is I think, honestly, that's actually why you learn that at school, is it not? Because they're like, do you know what? You can go all the way around the outside, but do you know what? Sometimes go through the middle. Yeah. Okay. You know what usually goes around the outside, though? What? Buffalo girls go around the outside. Buffalo girls? Yeah. You <laughs> might have to do that. You're probably too young. It was like a sort of early 80s <laughs> tune by Mel. Malcolm McLaren, who was like the Sex Pistols um, manager and, you know, went oh, on to become yes. like multi, multimedia artist or whatever. Yeah, he did a song called Buffalo, Buffalo Girl. Girls or Buffalo Gills? Like Gills? Buffalo ga- Gals. Buffalo Gals, I think. G-A-L-S. Oh, yes, Buffalo yes, yes. Gals. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like okay. a sort of white hip-hop track from the early 80s. Yeah. Buffalo Gals go around the outside, around the outside, around the outside. <laughs> that is where Eminem sampled it from, right? When Probably, he did his, yeah. like, yeah. Because that's, that's what I think of is when I say around the outside is always Eminem's that track comes in. Till trailer park girls go around the outside around the outside oh yeah there you go yeah i didn't even know that but bloody hell um, obviously the buffalo girls had a protractor so they knew <laughs> i would love it if um oh no they had a someone just had a pocket protractor yeah no but the thing is then you so then you graduate into like drawing compass versus like compass for direction yes yeah yeah i love a good like topographical map and a compass it's like two of my that's one of my favorite combinations it's kind of like tea and scones compass and topographical map <laughs> Maybe it's a mean experiment now. I don't know. Like these youths of today, if I gave you a compass, would you know anything? Could you get back to where you came from or not? Um, you know, well, you need a map. I mean, a compass is only so good if you know where you are and where you're going to. No, that's what I mean. If I was like, I'm giving you a compass now and we're, I don't know, at home, and then I let you keep your compass and then we drive to somewhere else, could you get home? What do you reckon? I'd have to know where I was because if you like blindfolded me and took me somewhere or something, I wouldn't know if I was like north, south, east, or west. So unless I know, True. you know, where I'm going. Your so starting that's why point. you need a compass is useless on its own really you need to have a map and you need to know like where you are or at least be able to figure out where you are and where you're going you also need to know the difference between true north and magnetic north as well so that you can like (gasps) what's the difference between true north and magnetic north please help well it changes all the time so you've got to like know what angle you need to like slightly adjust your movements by um for that kind of thing did you just hear about this guy on a fucking side note that's sailed i want to say sailed he didn't even sail he swam from russia to japan and all he had was a little dry bag strapped to himself with some food a little change of clothes and then he swam and a compass and he swam to Japan and he turned up in Japan with like no identification and they're like who are you mate and he's like I swam here from Russia <laughs> how long did it take him to swim is it like the longest swim ever or? I feel right, like so he left from- at like I don't know he, he arrived at like 4pm and I think he left at like I don't know 11am the day before or something like that yeah. oh maybe that's a, that's quite short actually I, I feel like maybe he left at midday I mean if we look at my browser history tomorrow you're guaranteed that you'll see man who swam from Russia to Japan in there <laughs> I'm definitely looking that up. 
we can look it up now if you like. All right. I've got to look. Like, also, I just want to know, like, the way that he lived his life. Like, did he – what was his dry bag situation? Was he going for, like, one of those small ones you strap onto yourself? Like, what was his even swimming – like, he just put a wetsuit on, surely, because it's cold. It's quite a cold ocean. Yeah, yeah, very <laughs> cold. Uh, although it's summer as well, so that's slightly helpful. But this is interesting. You know, like when I type in man, it comes out with uh, Man United is the first thing. And then if I put man who, the man who sold the world, and then uh, oh. man who swam around UK, man who swam around UK tongue, man who swam in the, in the Arctic, from Cuba to Florida, USA to Canada, man who swam with a crocodile, man who swam from no. Russia. Here we go. Man who swam yes, from Russia to Ghoul, G-H-O-U-L. I don't know. I just know it was Japan. Oh, yeah. It's in the news. Oh, it's only 20 kilometers. Is it? It's not even that far. Pathetic. <laughs> that's pretty pretty good though he's seeking asylum he swam from russia to japan and was seeking asylum oh good on him let's be honest i personally am not swimming that far ever no 15 sea water that's not too bad yeah i think i've swum i don't know about three kilometers is probably the longest i've swum <laughs> three kilometers yeah approximately just under seven times less than what this man swam <laughs> yeah at that time i probably could have swum you know easily swum 10 or something but yeah i think i love the idea that he's like taking his little um dry bag with him you know it kind of reminds <laughs> yeah. me of i also love that he he was like taken to a police box for help <laughs> i like the idea of kind of like people walking around with like a stick over their shoulder and like the handkerchief with their sandwiches and stuff in the back or so this is like the could you imagine equivalent. i heard something about saying that he was like a bit afraid of the killer whales like on his journey no no because killer whales like isn't like being no, there's been, uh, I'm sure there's been no reported attack out in the natural world of a orca against human. Oh, really? Yeah. Only ever in like the, you know, have you seen Blackfish where the killer, the orca is like killing all the people that, that ride around them on the back of SeaWorld and stuff like that? Oh my God, no. But yeah, that sounds so like I probably would kill you if you rode around on my back too much. I'd be like, see you later, dude. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's worth a look. Blackfish, check it out. It's like a documentary about, yeah, this like demented orca who obviously got fed up with being fucked around by humans yeah, and started killing people. It's so hard. People. Yeah. Yeah, that's like you couldn't even put a human in that situation though because they get fed up as well. So yeah, that's hard. Very, very sad. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. But um, yeah, I'm sure that in there they said that there's actually no documented attack ever of an orca attacking a human. That's so interesting. But is that because they think people take them, they feel like they're dolphins, right? Then they try to change the fact that they're a dolphin. Are, are dolphins, they actually they are. technically dolphins? Yeah, they're porpoises, right? Yeah. Look at us discussing stuff we have no idea about at all. But, <laughs> yeah, um, I know. And the thing is, we have the internet right here to help us, and we just choose to like make our own like minds up about it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> To be honest, did you ever go to like Kelly Tartans? I haven't, but I've been to like similar things here. Yeah, I've been to one in Malaysia, the same kind of thing. The killer whale part of Kelly Tartans is the scariest shit of your life. Yeah. Like you own a weird snowmobile and then all of a sudden a killer whale comes up and it's eating a seal, which is fine because I think probably they do that in nature, but you're yeah. just not ready for yeah. it, especially when you're like six years old. <laughs> And they work as a team. They work as like teams to like round up all the seals oh, and then like beat them all. Yeah, which yeah. I love. As long That's... as it's not me, which is okay. Mm. Yeah, community community dinner. Penguins as well. Do they eat penguins? I think they eat penguins too, don't they? They surely they must. Do they? I'm not. Maybe I'm thinking of polar bears. Polar bears. Do you think polar bears they're eat apex, penguins? Y'all, they're eating everything. Polar bears are like, are you yum? I'll put you in my mouth if I can. Yeah. Polar bears can't eat penguins. Why not? Because they live in opposite hemispheres. Oh, you dickhead. <laughs> no, but what about that time where there's a polar bear at the Auckland Zoo? He'd have eaten a penguin if you offered it to him. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> oh, that was so mean. <laughs> 
There was such a good trick, though. I enjoyed it. I'm gonna, um, I don't know, play that on someone once if I have the option. If we go, if we go, um, you know, like way down my browser history, like back to like 23 years ago, you'll probably find me searching there. What I was thinking that polar, like that penguins would be for polar bears is I was like, I think they'd just be like popcorn chicken, is for like you know us. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they get them a little nugget pack, and they'd be like mean. <laughs> oh my god, horrific! So sorry, penguins. You're so cute. That's smelly. So smelly. Yeah, I remember actually seeing the seals in Cape Palliser, and man, it was not a nice smell. Yeah, and they're so, they are super aggressive as well. You got to like stay on the right side of the seal because it could really slap you a new one yeah. if you. <laughs> yeah, and they have a good holler on them, eh? They're like. Totally, yeah. All my kids are really good at like making, um, you know, like animal sounds. They can do like guinea pigs and stuff like that, and seal sounds and stuff. Wow. Do they scare you in the night? Like, do they like just? Thankfully not. But yeah, I. I'm sure that you lose that ability as you get older because you just lose the vocal range to go into the kind of like, you know, animal sounds. Yeah, maybe. My sister used to be really great at being a lion and now, I don't know, she doesn't do it. Slash, maybe she's not good at it anymore. I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay, so I'd like to ask you about Florida Man. You've got like, I feel like Bladder Blotter, Florida Man. What is that? Please tell me. Yeah, so what that um, I was, uh, I took our kids out to the pub last night and we somehow... Oh, we were talking about states of America that we'd been to. So Sonny has never been, our youngest, he's never been to America at all. Frankie and Ted, the oldest ones, have been to California because they stopped there on the way back to New Zealand a few years ago with Fritha. Fritha's probably been to like 40-something states. She's been to a lot cause she's wow. travelled back and forth across America. Uh, in fact, she's not allowed to go there anymore because she did it so much. Yeah. <laughs> She's um she went back with with Frankie and Ted a few years ago and she got hauled into like you know the the room where they like quiz you on the fact that you were overstaying and like they tell you places oh that you've been where she knew she'd only spent cash you know but they had like a record of like everywhere her car had been because she had a car and obviously the license plate had to be registered in motels and stuff she was quite what freaked out by how I knew about her but then I worked out that I've been to like seven states or something like that and as I was naming them uh, I think the last one I said was like Florida and Sunny our youngest son was like florida man i was like oh do you know about florida man and he's like yeah everyone knows florida man and i said do you know that if you look up florida man and your birthday you always get like really interesting stories and so i went through all of our birthday who the f is florida man florida man is just kind of like an internet meme based on the fact that there's always like a fucked up individual from florida who does something oh, really yeah. really crazy um and so we'll find out like a little story for you so florida man <gasps> caught with two hunt Nearly 200 illegal lobsters. Uh, <laughs> this year? Was it yeah. this year? <laughs> oh, my God. No, that was 2018. 2020, Florida man fatally shoots mum after he <gasps> lost it over. Hang on, I've got to open the page to see what the rest is. Oh, here we go. Florida man fatally shoots mum after he lost it over argument about orange juice. Oh, God. I mean, this is great. <laughs> you can just look at, you know, there's so many... So Naked Florida man starts house fire while baking cookies. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's, um, it's just like nonstop fun. Uh, Florida man arrested for indecent exposure after driving through seven, naked through seven toll booths. <laughs> Seven, though. After seven, he got arrested. Not after, like, I don't know, toll booth one or two. No. And um, what was your uh, favourite from your child's birthdays that – uh, or from your pub birthday extravaganza, what was your favourite Florida man title? All right, I'll, I'll go through um, 21 March is one of my – here we go. This is probably one of my favourite from last night. Florida man shoved woman – oh, hang on. I've got to accept cookies first. Uh, Florida man shoved woman because he wanted to eat egg rolls in her house, claims she slapped him. <laughs> An egg roll. That's basically a spring roll, right? That's from Ted's birthday. 
He just wanted to eat egg rolls in someone else's house. It's not even his house. Florida man arrested for eating pancakes in crosswalk. <laughs> Are you not, like, is it, like, you know how we have liquor, liquor laws? Are you not allowed to eat? I guess so. Or it's like maybe, like, um, what do they call it when you're kind of, like, loitering? Oh, God. I just wanted, I was just really fucking hungry, man. And there was a light here, so it let me in so I could see what I was eating. Hold on, wait, but you can read the title. Florida man arrested for stealing fish potatoes from Publix, then impersonating a federal officer. Oh, impersonating a federal officer when he was eating a fish. (laughs) So Grofra and potatoes, there's got to be fish and chips. He was eating fish and chips, and then he impersonated an officer. Interestingly, (laughs) yeah, on my phone I can see all these, but it keeps telling me that I can't get into them on... um, Oh, the Chromebook is not not into it. Florida man who was peeing all over room attacks Good Samaritan who tried to stop him, police say. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, it's like, there's some good ones. I think... I feel like from memory there was a really good one for his birthday, 9 July. Florida man drinks, uh, runs off to drink beer after mooning deputies. <laughs> Florida man accused of smearing human waste at Melbourne something. And it's Melbourne, Florida, not Melbourne. Um, oh, <laughs> Melbourne, Australia. Just nipping in there for like a little yo. There we go. Florida man with no arms charged with stabbing man with scissors. <laughs> oh, wait, like. So, if you're going to be categorized as having no arms, where does your arm stop? Like above yeah. the elbow, or is it like at no, shoulder? Shoulder, I think. Yeah, I reckon if you've got down to your down, you know, if you've got your upper arm, it's still your upper arm. Yeah, it's still like you can like you can like tuck something under your wing, like you could bring your newspaper in because you can put it underneath your arm from your little yeah, box outside. Totally. Yeah. Good to know. Florida old pool floats from homes to stop himself from raping women. Not sure. That's my birthday. I don't know what that one's about. It is concerning. But so he uses the, he uses a pool float instead. I'm not sure, yeah. Florida man for urinating on car, running away from police. I mean, that seems a common thing, the urination thing. Why do they just not, like, are they really, like, sparse sparse, um, on their public toilets? I guess so, yeah. Florida man found rifling through his his neighbour's home. I mean, that's not really, that's not that. That sounds like you could be on target, to be honest, here in New Zealand. I don't know if they still make that show, but that sounds very like. Florida man charged after reportedly shoving high school student after mask dispute. I mean, these are not really, not that exciting. So surely I think maybe Sonny's birthday was the one that was the most impressive, yeah. I mean, to be honest, all of these are quite shockingly impressive. I'm still here for it. Florida man dies inside suitcase. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. I'm so sorry. Girlfriend charged after claiming they were playing hide and seek. No. Oh, no. To be honest, when actually we were small, my dad um, gave us like a, what do you call it, like an instructional lesson about how you should never play hide and seek and hide inside the dryer because I think there'd been some kind of news article and um, he was like, got my sister to climb in there and was like, see how this feels really fun? And then like started spinning it around and shut the door and she was like, get me out of here. And he was like, never ever in your life play hide and seek and hide inside the dryer. And I was like, okay, cool. Good advice. Thank you, but also like horrific. (laughs) They teach you that in like sort of antenatal classes and stuff, I think. Oh, really? Like shut the dryer? Don't leave it open? Yeah, yeah, just like don't kids get in there, whatever you do. Like the rest man for throwing cookie at girlfriend. That's a good one. He's he's accused of battery by cookie after he threw a Man, you can just get away with a lot of stuff. Like if you want to just tell someone off for, I don't know, being semi-anything. Florida man arrested for allegedly sucking elderly patients' toes. I mean, I like the fact that they say allegedly because, you know, Oh, they have to say allegedly, right? Well, they didn't in any of the others. They just kind of like put it out there. It's like everyone's guilty. All Florida men are guilty until proven innocent. (laughs) Shiver me timbers, Florida man. I want to ask what this is. Zynthontologist? Z-Y-T-H-O-N-T-O-L-O-G-I-S-T. 
All right, what does that yeah. word mean? That was a Twitter discussion yesterday. There's there's a big kind of north south divide here in the UK with craft, uh, sorry, with cask beer, you know, traditional English right. style cask beer, over whether or not yeah. you should have sparkler on the end of your tap. So I don't know if you Ooh. heard about sparkler you're over here but essentially yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a little device that screws onto the end of the tap which um kind of creams up the beer quite a lot so it comes out like a shower head almost yeah it comes out really really different like one of those bougie showers that you like wish that you had that were you like a jungle shower right like it's one of those yeah kind of- yeah totally yeah and so it sprays down in such a way that it actually kind of like removes some of the carbonation from the beer and makes it sort of super creamy it looks really beautiful when you sort of see photos of it and stuff uh and i actually like beer poured both ways with the sparkler and without and some beers are really noticeably different without and some you know yeah. I mean they're all different obviously but a lot of people kind of like really really hate them and they generally live in the south and a lot of people really love them and they live in the north and it's kind of like what you it's so interesting to. I to be honest um, didn't really know too much about a sparkler until I saw it because I'd always seen it not used and then I was like oh what the fuck are they doing here like someone's like oh they don't have this thing on it and I was like do you need that yeah so I'd been used to drinking beer without a sparkler. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people in um, you know, the UK who live in the south, if they go up north, they'll ask people to take the sparkler off. Um, and where I, do you call, even, where does the south-north line cross? Where do you like? It would be like the Midlands, so like north of Birmingham or something, you know, like people would probably start to call the north. But if you live like in the far, far north, you know, like up right in the north of England, you know, you'd be shocked that someone from the Midlands was calling themselves from the north. Um so, you know, it's kind of, yeah, it's it's very, very disputed. But the best thing about driving around the UK is like everywhere you go, you just see nine, nine uh, street signs saying the north. That's it. And it's always in like all caps, the north, you know, like there's a sort of <laughs> mythical north that you never quite reach. You know, you could keep driving all the way up through Scotland and it's going to keep saying the north. You get to like tongue you know, or something and you're like not even in the north. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like, a, um, yeah, it's definitely, um, there's conjecture all the time about where it actually lies and stuff like that. I was just going to see if I could find that. Um, oh, look, there we go. Buy Sparkler. Um, because oh, I, I actually said that buy Sparkler. I'm buy Sparkler. I love it both ways. It totally depends on my mood. What, what I've eaten in the angle of the sun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> a way to read it, eh? Yeah. Interesting. So if you're if you're from the north, you're more pro Sparkler than yeah, southern. Yeah, south. But it was then the, the original one, Scythontologist, uh, Ferment the Rich, yeah, stir the pot. I do think sparklers can be beneficial. So he's in the south, he's like, you know, London-based kind of like bartender, and he's kind of saying that sparklers can be okay, and this is like definitely going to get people riled up. So he's rocking a little stir on him. Yeah. Fun. Like, I mean, Ferment the Rich is his, um, is his <laughs> Twitter handle, and then he's like <laughs> a erstwhile librarian post-grad researcher. So you can imagine what he's like, you know, he's pretty left-wing and um, definitely, definitely keen on ruffling feathers loves loves yeah ruffling like a little ruffle i guess that's where this other people come from when i look see you looking at twitter stuff i'm gonna assume you're just like in the thing when i look at this who the damn heck is ralph steadman is that the same ralph steadman's like a english artist who is kind of like famous for whose stuff did he well he's in the beer world he's famous doing the artwork for flying dog it's just like a one whole entire page of like ralph steadman's yeah, because uh, I was okay, just looking searching. at some photos. Because the pub we were at last night, the um, kids went to the um, bathroom at some stage and they said there was like super weird artwork on the wall. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's like all Ralph Steadman yeah. artwork. Are your kids you old it? enough to go to the actual pub? Is it different over there? Or it's just that like you're having a pub dinner and then you get to drink? Yeah, later? no, they just like anyone can go to the pub here, you know, um, in the UK. It's just kind of, you know, it's properly like, you know, used as the public lounge kind of idea, you know, at yeah, any cool. time in England. 
anytime anyone can go to the pub. But obviously Scotland, as you know, they're really funny about kids being in the pub. Yeah, sure. But Edinburgh is Trying to reduce the culture of different uh, drinking being fun or something. <laughs> yeah, so like we went last night and the kids are like, you know, they get their pint of lemonade or I think, you know, someone had a dandelion and burdock kind of like drink. Or yeah. Um, yeah, so like pub pub sort of as a place to just go and hang out is like such a different thing here. You know, like you wouldn't take your kids to LBQ in New Zealand or something. No, well, maybe in the afternoon. Yeah, pretty much any, <laughs> uh, any especially in like where we live, you know, any of the pubs, most of the pubs around us are sort of country style pubs, big garden bars, oh. you know, they're really food focused. There's, there are always people in Rad. there just drinking, but there's often a lot of people kind of like, you know, whiling away the day with food and drink and or a newspaper or whatever. And the big Sunday like, lunch thing is a big thing and everything. Yeah. So we, we don't take the kids to the pub that much because it can be quite difficult. Three neurodiverse children, you know, there's usually a bit of action in some way or another, a fight, but of swearing someone getting up and doing <laughs> a performance piece in some way or something. That sounds like going to the actual pub normally. Is in yeah, my true. true. Yeah. <laughs> but you're like, yeah. don't want to be centred on your family. No, yeah. And they're not, you know, they're not drunk, of course. Um, but <laughs> Damn, less excuses. Yeah, so Ralph Stedman, um, he, yeah, he, he, he was like a really good friend and did a lot of artwork for Hunter S. Thompson. And so he's he's still alive, I think, now, yeah. And he's, um yeah, there he is, yeah, 85 years old. Oh, I actually he's always all right. It was only last night when I Googled him that I found out that he was um, that he was British. Oh, so his right. artwork, yeah, you'd recognise that artwork as like, um, especially from the beer world. Yeah, famous in the beer world for doing all the can artwork or all the artwork full stop for Flying Dog Brewery. Oh, sure, cool. Yeah, maybe. Bef- well, well before I met you, they used to come into New Zealand quite a bit. I think Dominic brought them in from Beer Without Borders. Nice beers, really nice beers. Um, yeah, so that his kind of artwork is all through the bathroom at this. At this, I love, and your um, kids are like talking about it, which is cool. Yeah, they were like, it's really kind of like weird and rude and all sorts. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, probably it's red. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we just like um, had a look through that and had a bit of a chat about it, but it didn't last long, that one, because it's kind of like, you know, unless we were standing in front of the artwork, they're probably not that interested. Yeah, that's, I mean, but it's cool. It's like to pick up on something, right? I'm always like, I'm a massive photo taker if I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then I look back at my photos and I'm like, why do I take a photo of that? And I'm like, it's because so I can. Unless it's the strange kind <laughs> of vending machines in the toilets here in the UK. In the yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Honestly, I don't even know what I'm doing with my life. I need to get back so I can just observe the vending machines because I can't. Yeah. And they're really boring and like, that's so, so, so boring here. You go to the north, capitalized north. They're like way, way more interesting. <laughs> when you get things with something tickler or, you know. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like people won't know. So Stu and I, we had a real excursion where we went to, um, we went out. I guess we had a few beers, but like I came back from the bathroom and I was like, what the hell is in your bathroom's vending machine? Because in my one is all these ridiculous options. It was like whiskey flavored Tic Tacs and like... <laughs> <laughs> like red tickler condoms and stuff. Yeah, so if you haven't been drinking, you get your whiskey flavored Tic Tacs just so you can pretend you have been out drinking. Yeah, so you like people like really get that air of boozed off you. Yeah. I don't know what you need that for, but yeah. cool. The fundom. Cool. The fundom. The fundom, yeah. The fun condom. <laughs> yeah. Which is like shaped like a small animal for, I yeah. don't know, your visual pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> because you're panicked so much that you don't want to look at what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> All, down in, in, in England, it's just like normal condoms and um, the magic blue pill. I don't know what that is, but I'm guessing it's some kind of, oh, you know. Like, don't um, it's supposed to be subscri- prescribed by a doctor? Prescribed? I can't even speak. Yeah, I think it's probably just 
you know, a blue tic tac that are selling for like. It'll be a blue tic tac, legitimately, it will be. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. What is it? You've searched here. You've got obviously protractor, really important, but a Brasilia? What is that? Oh, Brasilia. Brasilia. Yeah. Brasilia. Um, sorry. It's so small. The, sorry. the city. We were doing like a work quiz this morning. We do one every morning. We just like jump on, have a bit of a chat about if there's anything going on. And we always do this little quiz, 10 question quiz. And uh, one of the questions was when was the city of Brasilia founded? Um, mm. Which we got right. So you weren't cheating in we, the quiz, is what? No, no. It's when in, I often go and have a little look. You know, as we go, as we answer. After we've locked in an answer, I might go and like, you know, like give people like a fun fact around it or something like that. Yeah. So Brasilia, I mean, I knew because I knew this, the city's name when I was like young and I was born in 75. So I knew it must have been fairly early. And I think it was 1940 or 60 were the options before I was born. Um, so it was 1960 if I was interested. Yeah. So purpose built like capital of Brazil. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I founded in 1960. Yeah, so it's a purpose-built capital, kind of like um, Canberra, I guess, for Brazil. Oh, yes. Canberra is like, what else do we have here? Yes, Parliament. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Some other folks. I don't know. I feel like I've met a few people who have lived there, and but I maybe haven't like cemented into my brain what they did, but they, they were there. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I've always really wanted to go to Canberra, but uh, I've never been yet. I mean, to be honest, give yourself two years to get there now, but yeah, yeah you can go. <laughs> Amber's not going anywhere. No, I mean, God, you fucking hope not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that could be their catchphrase, you know, like how cities have their own slogans and stuff. Canberra, we're not going anywhere or it's not going anywhere or something like that. I think, honestly, every city in the world that's quite a popular tourist destination should put that on their thing. Yeah. It's so interesting, actually, to think, like, what's going to become the popular tourist destinations in, like, post-COVID vaccination goodness passport world? Yeah, I don't know. It's like, um, I feel like most of the UK is just ready to go back to normal, like, back to the same old world we all lived in. And we're, like, you know, heavily vaccinated. And yeah, you're doing different to us here. It's really weird because, like, um, the rates of COVID, you know, infection in, the, in Europe are much lower than here in the UK. But I think... I think in general the vaccination rates are a little bit lower over there so the uk kind of like everyone feels indestructible now because we're all vaccinated but oh, shit. yeah it's interesting hey eh? the death rates now are like 10 percent of what they were you know at the peak so there's obviously you know there is a really good protection coming from the vaccine so i think that's really re but it's going to be really interesting to see how it pans out long term and yeah just where as you say like where people decide to go holiday and stuff and Totally. It's going to be super interesting. Even here, I think, like the way that people, like I'm, we've just come out of level four and going into level three, which is basically level four with takeaways. And you should be quite cautious, but some people aren't. I don't mean, I don't know what other folks are doing. But like, I'm like, I think in my household, we're playing it pretty, pretty safe for now, so far. And like, I think it's just interesting. Like, I'm also, like, when I came back to New Zealand, I remember being very like, whoa, crowds, I'm not super here for that. And then obviously I just like get into it, my extroversionness, and I'm like, fuck, I'm, be I'm back. But like, yeah, it's quite interesting, like especially in a touristy space because you're so different in terms of how you're interacting because it's like fully randoms in a touristy kind of way because everyone is like, like in New Zealand at least, you know, everyone's kind of, I don't know, from a different city, but you're basically yeah. New Zealanders. Unless you're in Christchurch. Everyone's from Christchurch. <laughs> yeah, mostly. Yeah. Maybe a little Omaru person might nip on her for yeah, like yeah. some big smoke. <laughs> oh, goodness me, New Zealand. It's so lovely here, isn't it? So sweet. Shivers. And then you have like somewhere like Brasilia, which will be like what? New Zealand and not even a whole city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like what is the population actually? Have you got that? Of Brasilia? Uh, no, but let's yeah. have a look, shall we? Yeah, we'll learn. We're here for it. Yeah, uh, it's age is 61 years. 
<laughs> but 1100 meters above sea level so that's pretty interesting yeah that's like not that's pretty like decent. yeah let's see give it a, a few more thousand meters up and you'll be like altituding population. Just, just give you the population off the bat eh? yeah 4,291,577 third largest city in brazil what do you think the largest cities are uh in brazil you've got to have sao paulo surely in rio de janeiro yeah, would have to be, wouldn't it? Surely. Yeah. But that's basically all of New Zealand, eh? Boom! I got that right in the right order. Yeah. Jane yeah. Street, I don't nice know that part. much, but I knew one to two things. Sao Paulo is like 2.3 New Zealand's, 12 million folks. Yeah, that's a proper city, isn't it? Yeah. And Rio is like not even a whole New Zealand, like, like New Zealand could fit in there and there'd be room for like, you know, more people. Next <laughs> room or something, yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you what this data star trick was. What does that mean? Oh, that was the character. That was a character there was again from the quiz from our morning quiz was like which oh, right. which series i don't want to like i don't want to make you sound like you're cheating in your quiz no they were these were all kind of like the post quiz questions because we generally like most quiz questions we answer straight away but when there's like a little bit of conjecture i just leave it to the rest of the team and then like i go and like have a little look so that when they make their answer <laughs> i can say to them you wow did you know this and come in with some interesting kind of like facts so one of the questions this morning was like who was the first uh female to sit uk as an mp, MP. Yeah. Yeah, and um, that was quite interesting because the first woman who won the – it was actually the partner of our marketing manager, Jonathan, he knew the answer. So we got the answer correct, but when I went and Googled it, because I was interested in the wording of the question, when I went and Googled it, it was oh, another woman had been elected before her, but she was from the Sinn Féin party, and they never sit. So they get elected, but they don't actually sit in the House of Commons in Westminster. So they, like, abstain from every vote and everything. Thought that was quite interesting. Anyway, I love that kind of stuff, like the little side. Yeah, because I think sometimes you, like, answer a quiz question, but then it's like once you, like, learn some more stuff about it, it's actually so that's I think the being a quiz master right is that's your weird shit that you need to know about yeah okay no but actually though speaking of so where you are right now so you're in England if you could swim yeah. anywhere where would you be swimming to where would I swim at the moment um I mean just just assuming that you have got the capable capability to like you know do good swimming yeah I mean you can swim to France but it seems a bit weird when you can like just drive onto a drive. train in like 15 minutes yeah um have you done the driving tunnel thing yeah yeah you drive onto a train and then the train takes you over in like 15 minutes oh, goes really far. I thought you get to go through a tunnel no you don't. no you don't but it's even better because you drive onto the train and then you can actually get out and just stand by your car and kind of like you're on this kind of like industrial train that looks like it should be moving you know um I don't know, handmaids or something or um, <laughs> yeah so I mean if I was going to swim I mean I'd love to swim to America from here it's a long way but it'd be you know I would probably be remembered forever if I did it and I think you'd love that so what I wonder about this guy who swam from Japan oh sorry he swam to Japan as, as opposed to from did he like do you reckon he just floated on his back for a bit and just like enjoyed the moment and was like cool man I'm just having a little rest or do you reckon he just like hard out swam I think he probably was treading water but when you first mentioned it I was imagining him with this like dry bag and a slight sandwich in there but I was thinking of like you know, we see like um, you know you see like I don't know not is it beavers or something when they lie on their back and not beavers it's um, not otters so they lie on their back and they like yeah. crack open like a um, mussel or an oyster or something I was imagining him like floating on his back <laughs> doing that kind of thing and would you swim with your compass like in your hands you know when you like learn how to swim with like your little flutterboard and you have it like you put it like this where you yeah. like have both your hands together and you hold it do you reckon that's how he held his compass or what do you reckon his compass or was it a string around his neck probably eh? because slippery in the water isn't it did he have a compass or did he just could he just see where he was going honestly from my understanding he had a compass but he could have also right. probably seen yeah <laughs> i mean i didn't check the weather but we can look into that deeper later so yeah maybe he had to 
him for a bit at least to see where he was going. So Compass, I reckon he kept it in his pocket. But he must have had it strapped on. Just bought it out now and then or something, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he had like a chain, a nipple piercing and a chain <laughs> with a compass on it. I think you couldn't do that because if it was metal, it would be fucking cold, man. And what if that ripped you? Ooh, yeah. You got it tangled in your bits and bobs. You'd be bloody upset. I was just thinking of like old style like pocket watches or something and, you know, he's got his like pocket compass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he could have had it he probably, around, around his neck or something strapped to his arm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking of a school compass. I don't know. Interesting. What if, though, he ran into like a lot of waves? Would he have been okay? Yeah. Because it's like the waves are only breaking on the shore and stuff, so he could like surf them in. And then when he's in the sea, um, probably they could be those real biggie ones though that like woo, lots of movements. Yeah. Wonder if you get seasick when you're swimming. Don't know. I reckon that's when you probably lie on your back and you like focus at the sky. It's like look at the horizon, and it's like no horizon, mate. Just look up. That cloud, yeah. it's not yeah. moving. It's still though. <laughs> You're fucked, though, if you get seasick in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's actually, that's, you're done. Did he practice, yeah. do you reckon? Do you reckon he went halfway and then came back to shore and was like, cool, man, I can do this? Yeah, I reckon I reckon he he must have known he was a good swimmer to do that because it's like a long way to swim otherwise. Yeah, he, you, or he was real desperado. <laughs> did he wear a wetsuit or did he just like... In my mind, he's worn a wetsuit, but I'm not 100% sure if I'm perfectly honest yeah. because, you know, I, I wasn't there. I've just heard someone talk about it once and I thought, interesting. And I brought it up to you, which obviously you found interesting as well. <laughs> yeah. Totally, yeah. So I you're going to choose to swim to America? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what the distance is. I mean, obviously the iceberg's the main worry on that one. Yeah, I know, because that fucking movie Titanic, mate, it bloody scared the yeah, shit out yeah. of you. And then it probably happened in real life as well, except we don't know because we weren't on the Titanic because they didn't have cameras. <laughs> Here we go, by boat. Is the icebergs the whole time, though? Um, the distance is 3,000 nautical miles. Is that different to a land mile? That's 1.1 sort of land mile. So it's about... Can you, can you put that into kilometres for myself? Like here five, and and thousand kilometer, so. five and a half thousand kilometres. Oh, yeah. that's taken you ages. Can you just can you do like Google Maps? Does it let you do maps? Um, what do you reckon? Are you rocking out from Cornwall? Is that where you're going from? You're like Cornwall tipping off. Yeah, see you later. Boat, obviously, boat's probably going to leave from... Um, doesn't easily come out i mean i can't imagine if you just go into google maps that it's going to like allow you to just like plug in sort of portsmouth to i don't know where did the what where did the ships land when they went from is it like maryland or something or yeah i say you'd be looking up somewhere like that new englandy vibe like a little vermonty nah that's not that's too you have to go awkwardly up to get there yeah I'd like dover 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 to dover Oh, that would be a good one. Dover's so fucking far away, is it not? Dover, Dover's USA, all the way around yeah. the other side. I'd I'd be doing like I'd be doing my land crossing on Dover and then popping over. I'm feeling like if you're gonna swim five and a half thousand kilometers, like why not add two hundred kilometers on just to do like Dover, <laughs> England, the Dover, USA? Yeah, right. I'll give it to you, but also there's Dover, walking England, on either side, right? Delaware. No, but go go like the um. I don't know any other mode of transport that's not bicycle. Sorry, we <laughs> walking, walking on water. Uh, no, no, what about car? Recommended travel mode. You can't do anything. There's no way at all to get there. I'm just saying, well, future Google, we need to ask you for a point to point just for our interests. Where, where did the. Um... Oh, it's quite far the way. I thought the Titanic was coming into New York, is what I can recall from, I don't know, the movie. But, 
But New York and Dover are not that far away. Nah, they're like, what, two centimetres? Not even that. Yeah. <laughs> On the screen. You're right, you're right. It would be much better if you went from like, like, Falmouth or Penzance or something like way down here on this like yeah Penzance that's where the pirates were yeah they knew they're pirates (laughs) place in there is I mean if you come down to like Richmond or Massachusetts that's probably the easiest yeah oh Plymouth isn't it Plymouth to Plymouth oh Plymouth um Plymouth USA Massachusetts there we go yeah and then if we go yeah Plymouth Plymouth to Plymouth sounds very England that's a bit that's a lot shorter I mean you're saving yourself a couple hundred miles at least I think there just options take any route possible it's annoying that it doesn't even give you like a um surely it should go yeah there should be like does it just give you like on the menu does it just give you like a map Nah, not even that's rude it should just give you like a but now that I look at it I think maybe leaving from (laughs) now that we look at a map we've Really like yeah. If you left from here, this is a place that I went to a few years ago with Sunny. We went on a cruise, my younger son, La Corona or A Corona, um, which is interesting because yeah. there's like loads of Odakawas there actually. Um, <gasps> yeah, I heard the Odakawas are also in the old España. Yeah, so there's like some talk that maybe Spanish have been to New Zealand. You know, like have we not talked about this? No, maybe we haven't. I don't know. I God, this is like a weird piece of knowledge that I don't fully know the old um, origins of. But I am of the understanding that um, in the Cook Strait, they found like a helmet of some like 1500s Spanish kind of people. And they found like a helmet from the Spanish in the middle of the Cook Strait, which is weird to find from that time period. Yeah, because I went actually went to the aquarium in La Corona and um, took Sunny there, and and outside I was like, wow, these trees look exactly like Bodakawas, and they yeah, were all flowering. Wow. It was like springtime; they're all flowering, and I um I did a little quick Google search, and there were all these articles about these people who have sort of theorised that the Spanish were actually there a hundred or two hundred years before. Oh, uh, like. Asman or Captain Cook, yeah. That's so interesting, I think, because, fuck, I mean, I don't know how you could learn about that, like, officially, but. Yeah. Ooh, very interesting. Maybe they went out there. No, well, they have, would have had to have come back to bring the Pahutakawa back, I guess, but, um, yeah, it would seem strange. Yeah, that either, they like, it would go either way or if they brought the Pahutakawa to New Zealand. Either way, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they know I mean, that Pahutakawa, though, is, like, endemic to New Zealand. Nate. Is it oh, native okay. or endemic? They know. I like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> they, they do. They know. <laughs> yeah. Those people. They know. Yeah. Yeah. No, or the things that I read. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was a New Zealand tree in Spain rather than the other way around. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah but the, to be honest, those those little tree, treesies, they take a fucking while to grow. Not going to lie. They do, yeah. Um, But also, can I ask you your opinion on. I reckon that Pahutaka, like I'm not a big tree knowledger, but I reckon a Pahutakawa tree might be one of the best trees like for climbing. Yeah, I agree. I lived opposite, I lived in, grew up in like Woburn, Lower Hutt. So like I, I was, my first four years yeah. were in Porirua and when I, we were like four and a half, we moved to Lower Hutt, to Woburn and opposite our house, we had this like massive green and there were like probably about 20 huge Pahutakawas on there. And about four or five of them were like the best climbing trees in the world. I've never seen anything like that. They're the best, eh? They're the best. Yeah. Yeah. On my little lockdown walks, I've seen a few. And just, they're just like, you can't beat them. I haven't climbed them really recently, but. Because they have that kind of like 
very low stump and then they kind of grow out mm. on lots of branches. And so there's always, you can but like shimmy so up. strong. Yeah. You can shimmy yeah. up between them. You don't like navigate that difficult first bit of the climb that you do on a lot of trees, you know, where you've got to get up to the first branches or something. UK trees are not great for climbing. No. You almost I you need a boost up or a ladder to get up to the first bit and then you can yeah. go from there. No, you just want to be able to get up the tree. Yeah, I love them. I remember my brother, who you know, Stephen, the oldest brother, when I was about five or six, and so he would have been like 17 or 18 because he's, he's the oldest and I'm the youngest. I remember him like taking me up a tree on this little park opposite our house and like putting me up in a branch and then like climbing down himself and making me jump into his arms to see if <laughs> I trusted him. And I've never oh, ever Did he catch you? He did, but it took me ages. Like I remember being up there for ages and not trusting him. In the end, I kind of like, I didn't jump. I kind of like, you know, sprawled over the branch and then like shimmied off a bit and hung on with my hands for dear life as I dropped. (laughs) And then dropped. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's such a funny thing, but like knowing Steve now, I'm like, I trust him, but maybe I shouldn't trust him so well. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I've never trusted him since then really, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) It scarred you for life. Oh my God. Funny. I love, no, I love Steve. He's funny. He's um, good value is what I'd call Steve. He is, yeah. He's got a big heart. Big heart, small brain. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Once you once you start getting older, you don't need that much of a brain. It starts to deteriorate on you anyways, doesn't it? No, yeah. No, he's, he's all good. <laughs> he's obviously got a PhD, so there's something going on in his brain. But Yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> he's ticked some boxes for someone, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I probably should let you live on with your day, I feel. All right. If you don't mind. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's like one thirty. I mean, kids will be home soon. It's cool. Might just have another beer really? while I'm waiting for them. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Or martini. Live your life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've run out of gin Yeah, now, funny. So, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm so I'm so thankful that you used the last of it on us to experience, you know. My pleasure. Martini time. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, thank you so much for, uh, I don't know, browsing with me or letting me browse with you, really. Yeah, that's great. I'm uh, always happy to do it and share my browsing history as i say i use apps so much these days that my browsing history is like quite far down in regards to what i use so that's okay i'm kind of quite weird next time you'll know that i book you in for a chat that you'll be like okay i've got to get browsing (laughs) hopefully i'll find some more interesting stuff on there next time for you no i enjoyed it it's very been very interesting Thank you so much for tuning into Browsers with Friends. Super appreciate you taking the time to listen. I am sorry there was not an episode last week, but I hope you have enjoyed this one thoroughly. If you do enjoy Browsers with Friends, please take some time to share it with your people because I love hearing everyone listening. And if you don't follow us on social media, you can get uh, us on Facebook or on Instagram. So that is at Browsers with Friends. And uh, there is where I love if you are just listening to the podcast and you want to just message at any time just a running commentary of your thoughts and feelings about an episode, please do because I kind of love it. It's one of my favorite things in life. So never, ever hesitate. Always here for it every time, even if I don't respond straight away. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week with another episode.